your number one source for election coverage and analysis. This is Gerard at Large. <laughs> I know, huh? <laughs> 19 minutes before the hour here on the Gerard at Large radio show. I think I'm going to like this guy, MacArthur. I hope he gets elected. <laughs> We're sitting here talking Star Trek in the... Uh... <laughs> Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. And I don't like the portrayal. I don't like the way. I don't like the way. The only one that I think they really did well and got right was McCoy. Yeah, because he's he's straightforward, yeah. no nonsense. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's <laughs> and he gets under Spock's skin. So, or, yeah, oh, or vice I, I, versa. I, I, uh, well, true. I True. And the fact that Spock's skin is gotten under as much as it is in these, these redos is just it's, it's a little disturbing. <laughs> anyway, all right. So Albert MacArthur Jr. is running for state representative in Manchester Ward 8. Special election on November 7th to fill the seat uh, created by the death of Steve Valancourt. Um, Albert, uh, you, you've, you know, uh, uh, you've been out there for a while now. You're, you're knocking on the doors. What are you hearing from folks? What are you telling folks? What do you see as the issues in this uh, campaign? Anything to do with taxes is a huge topic of discussion. Yeah. Um, if it, they're talking about not being able to afford to stay in their homes anymore because you know they're living on a fixed income, they're retired, whatever the case may be, and their uh, their incomes are not increasing at all, but the tax rates are. Well, but you know we hear we hear a lot of this. Uh, you know the economy's booming. Look at the stock market. Look at our ridiculously low unemployment rate here in the state of New Hampshire. There seems to be a disconnect between what you see and hear people say when you turn on the TV or the radio about how how great the economy is, and I and I do think it's improving, but I don't think it's improved so much that all of the the income losses that were happening over the past that have happened over the past decade have recovered and and moved to a point where you would expect them you know, to be quote considered caught up. And is that what you're? I mean, how do you reconcile the disconnect between people saying, "Hey, you know." It's getting a little too expensive for me to live here. What, what are you going to do to help me out? And, oh, Wall Street's broken another record. Woo-hoo! Yeah, um, I, lo- I love the propaganda. I mean, <laughs> out, here, out here in the real world, uh, there isn't a whole lot of disposable income out there. And, and I'll, I'll explain, as a, uh, as a firearms instructor, uh, probably about five years ago, we couldn't ha- – we didn't have enough seats for all the people that wanted to take courses. We're going further along, and class size is dropping, and I think part of it has to do with people don't have that disposable income. Okay. It doesn't seem to what, – what I'm seeing out here doesn't equal what's being told to us on the evening news. Okay. So people are hanging on to their money. They're not rushing out to, to spend large gobs of it. <laughs> They're um, trying to get it out of them for advertising. <laughs> yeah. That's not easy either. Nope. <laughs> but – with people living on fixed incomes, like I said, their income rates are not increasing, but their tax rates are. So they're they're in a bind because they don't know what to do now. You know, and if if it costs them more money, but nothing, you know, they get small increases, but it's usually taken away. By, excuse me, by something else like they have <clears throat> they have <clears throat> a cost of living increase, right? But Medicare or Medicaid comes along. And takes that and then some. So they're actually behind, even though they got an increase. Gotcha. So um, 
that's one of the biggest topics I'm hearing right now is, you know, the spending is out of control. Well, you know, and and a lot of the um, a lot of uh, municipal officials across the state point to downshifting that the legislature has imposed on them uh, as they've tried to balance the state budget. So, I mean, I can I can tell you here in Manchester that downshifting quite literally, for example, has caused about a fourfold increase in what the city and state pay, uh, what the city and school district pay to the state for the retirement pension system. I, I mean, do you know, I mean, it, we pay $17 million at the Manchester School District for health insurance mm-hmm. a year. You know how much we pay for retirement? No, I don't. Thirteen million dollars, and that that cost is quintupled for the Manchester School District in eleven years. So it's unsustainable. Exactly, and so we can get into the d- discussion of whether or not there should be a retirement pension system, which the private sector just doesn't do anymore, uh, or whether or not the government should move towards a system, kind of like a four hundred one k. Government is called a four fifty seven plan, right? Yep. So that's the government version of a 401k, whether or not we should move in that direction. Frankly, I think we should because people need to be responsible for their own retirement. If you were taking the same amount of money as an employee and as in the state were paying the same amount of money as a, as a sort of like a matching contribution, you'd save yourself a phenomenal amount of dough because you wouldn't have all of this unfunded liability. Right. Um, but that aside, uh, when it comes to budget matters, and I don't know, uh, you know, uh, how much you may have thought about this, but when it comes to budget matters, um, do you see yourself voting to cut the state budget in such a way that local cities and towns and school districts are going to have to increase their spending and therefore their local taxes? Or will you insist that any cuts that get made um, not have that sort of trickle down effect at the local level? Well, what we need to do in the state is, you know, we need to cut unnecessary spending. By cutting the unnecessary spending, we're going to be taking less money from the surrounding towns and cities. It just kind of stands to reason. I don't know if I'm oversimplifying this, but, you know, if we can start cutting some nonsense out of the budget, any money that we're saving should reflect on what the cities and towns are paying to the state as far as uh, their tax revenues. It, like I said, I don't know if I'm oversimplifying it, but it, it seems to be fairly simple. Well, I, th- I think a lot of people should look at it. Uh, here's my experience, truthfully, in, in government especially, is that whenever people start talking about the complexities and the nuances, and it's not so simple, it's their way of trying to avoid the fact that it is simple. And if you abided by the simple, um, you'd get, you know, it's their way of hiding – it's their way of coming up with excuses about why they have to spend more money. The less simple it yep. is, the more reasons why you have to spend more money. So what do you see as the issues? Uh, what do you, I mean, you, you mentioned the taxes um, and, and, and the spending. What else are you hearing from people out there? Well, I know from this past primary that the, uh, the gun community in Ward 8 stepped up big and voted for me. Mm-hmm. That was probably due to uh, uh, my endorsement from the uh, uh, New Hampshire Firearms Coalition PAC. They mm-hmm. did a lot of work on my behalf to to get my message out that I will be defending their rights. And that that's a big issue in Ward 8 in Manchester. There's a lot of gun owners, and 
with the unfortunate recent events uh, in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, there's already brand new attacks coming to try to to regulate, ban, and my my belief is the end goal is confiscation. Right. So that that's a that was a big issue in my area. I had I knocked on a door, a man came to the door wearing an NRA t shirt. <laughs> like, that that was that was a fairly easy one because all he did was ask me gun questions. Yeah. And I was able to answer him, obviously, and um he said, wanted me to put a sign out in his front yard and shook my hand and said, Thank you very much for running. So, <laughs> I mean that's that's a lot of what I've run into out there. Um very simple people with real life concerns. Gotcha. Now, are there any other, you know, people talking to you about, say, expanded Medicaid or electricity rates? We had the story about electricity this morning. Um, you know, does abortion come up? What, what are some of the other issues maybe that you're hearing people, maybe not in large numbers, but you're hearing it? Uh, I hear people talking about um, the right to life issues. Not so much electricity right. rates and and stuff like that. I mean, I'll, I'll get one out of ten people that will talk about that. Um, uh, that's actually a pretty decent number. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's not. It, there's there's more common interest yeah. in uh, in taxes and uh, and guns. Yeah. Um, people talking about crime at all? Or? Uh, well, and by the way, is right to life? They usually get involved in these things if they've got a, a you know a candidate they want to back or oppose. Is right to life getting involved? Well, um, as of uh, as of yesterday, uh, I have received an endorsement from New Hampshire Right to Life oh, PAC, and they are going to be working on my behalf to help me win this election. So I was very very honored to uh, mm-hmm. to have that endorsement. Do you hear people talk to you about uh, state education funding or schools? Do they bring up the opioid crisis and crime? And- the opioid crisis, unfortunately, we know we all know at least one, maybe more people that have been affected by this. Mm. The first time I came in your studio and you asked me about it, there really wasn't, you know, I, I had known people, but I really wasn't involved in the issue. Since the last time I was here, um, I have talked with people who are directly affected by this. I even sent an email to the Manchester Police Department because I wanted to get the law enforcement perspective on this and possibly do, uh, you know, like a civilian ride along to actually see what's going on out there. Um, unfortunately, I've not yet heard back from them, so I'll have to uh, I'll have to follow up with that uh, this evening. But it, it, it's a major issue in the city, and it's a major issue in the state. So, actually, like I said, since the last time I was here, I've done some more research on it, and I need to work harder to to try to get more answers and maybe you know take try to do something up in Concord. Gotcha. All right, so. What are some of the things, if you get elected in this special election, which is, again, this coming November 7th to fill the vacancy uh, for state rep in Ward 8 uh, caused by the death of – kind of tough down there. Uh, Valancourt died. Yep. Martell died. You know, all, all these, uh, yeah, a little bit nervous going into this. <laughs> How's your health, Al? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm alive and kicking, so – there you yeah, go. I'll be, I'll be good for a while. But, you know, are there any sort of, I don't want to call them pet issues, but any sort of specific things that um, if you're elected, you 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 really have sort of like a, an interest in paying attention to? Well, obviously the gun issue, that's, okay. that's the biggest one for me. Um, there, there's so much going on now, again, like I said, with the, uh, with the tragic events of Las Vegas, that 
the politicians are coming out of the woodwork and making this a political issue when it's really not. Uh, Massachusetts, two days ago, banned bump stocks. Okay. Probably tell everybody what a bump stock is. A bump stock is an accessory you can put onto a firearm to aid in the accelerated uh, firing of of the firearm. It's a... It's a toy, basically. It's an accessory to do something to the uh, gun that it wasn't set by the manufacturer to do. That product came into existence, I believe, in 2010. It was uh, approved by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives. There's thousands of them on the market used by recreational shooters probably on a daily basis with no incidents. Most of these people never heard of bump stocks until what this maniac did in uh, in Las Vegas, and now there's a rush to ban this. And the NRA is kind of on board with this, and I'm really not happy about it because if you start, they they want to give them the bump stock ban because they want to try to get national reciprocity for uh, concealed carry. You can't give up something to get something else. And this is really a no compromise issue. Once you start banning one thing, then where, where does it stop? It goes to something else. And as a Second Amendment advocate, I'm going to fight against right. any well, attempts. This 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 would be this would this would be like uh, you know banning uh, pickup trucks from having snow plows because a snow plow operator did something reckless uh, and caused massive damage. Driving up a street, uh, you know, uh, you know, driving by a, you know, up a street full of parked cars, and you know, wiped out all their mirrors or something. It's not, it's not the instrument that's the problem. It yes. is the, uh, it's the people who use the instrument that is the problem. And if the bump stocks were illegal, do we really think that that guy wouldn't have had one? And if he didn't have one because they were illegal, do we really think that he would not have found some other way to inflict? the kind of damage that he wanted to inflict. Well, I'll tell you. We keep, as long as we keep blaming objects and trying to remove objects um, from uh, legal ownership, we're going to continue to have these problems because as we're learning in London with all the truck attacks and, all, you know, bombs and, uh, you know, how many knife attacks have there been? Now, why doesn't anyone run around saying, oh, well, well, some people have. Well, you don't need a knife that has a blade that big. We should ban that knife. Uh, it's, where does it end? It doesn't end. Any t- anything or any time somebody wants to take another human being's life, it doesn't matter what tool they use. They'll get – they'll use some other means. If they take the gun away, they'll use a knife. If they take the knife away, they'll use a stick. If they take the stick away, they'll use a rock. Uh, <laughs> take that all as, away, they'll use their car. I mean – use their car. You know, they use their feet. There's so many different ways that you can hurt another human being. Mm-hmm. Um, th- with bump stocks, yes, there's an increased rate of fire. But I'll tell you, we're going to take a trip to the gun club, and we'll put a bump stock equipped AR-15 against me without one. The bump stock AR-15 may get 10 rounds off faster than me. I'll be within one second of that, and I'll be more accurate. All that does is just help somebody. It just it mimics a, a full auto. Right. And if you've never fired a full auto rifle— they're not hard. They're not easy to control if you don't know what you're doing. Right. So, 
this guy was just, he, all he wanted to do was spray bullets into a large crowd, which he could have done without a bump stock. It, and his rate of fire would have been, you know, cut by maybe two or three seconds with the amount of ammunition that he fired. I mean, you, you're, you're blaming an accessory instead of focusing on the individual and why this guy snapped like he did and what made him want to kill and hurt this many people. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 think, I think the government is engaged in a huge cover-up and what's happened here. Yeah, just a little bit. So, Albert, we're out of time. Uh, where can people learn more about your campaign for state rep? Well, I have uh, a Facebook page. It's uh, uh, candidate, uh, yeah, candidate Al MacArthur Jr. Okay. That's on Facebook. I have an email address. It's MacArthur4, F-O-R-S-T-R-E-P at gmail.com. Okay. And I have a phone number for the campaign. It's 603-782-1736. All right. That's candidate Al MacArthur Jr., a Republican running for state rep in Manchester Ward 8 to succeed deceased Republican Steve Valancourt who uh, vacated the seat by his death. We appreciate you coming in this morning. Uh, Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure being here. All right, we're going to take a quick break for traffic, weather, and sports. We'll be back.